Welcome to Salt and Light with Pastor Rodney Finch. Salt and Light is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel, Cary. Jesus, speak to me. Open your word and reveal your heart to me. Salt and Light is a series of verse-by-verse studies through the Bible, focusing on its practical application to our everyday lives. Salt and Light is recorded live at Calvary Chapel, Cary, in Apex, North Carolina. Stay tuned. At the end of the program, we will give you information on how to contact us, so be sure to have a pen and paper ready. Today, Pastor Rodney will be teaching from the book of John, chapter 5. So grab your Bibles and follow along. Now with today's teaching, here's Pastor Rodney. Last week we met a man who was lame 456 consecutive months, 13,680 days, or 38 years. The Bible says that Jesus saw the man and asked, do you want to be made whole? He began to complain and make excuses, and Jesus said, chapter 5, verse 8, please look at chapter 5, verse 8. Jesus said, rise, take up your bed, and do what, saints? Walk. The man got up, and immediately his bones, his ligaments, began to instantly pop back in place. And the man started walking and praising God, and he headed for the temple. And while the man is heading for the temple, the religious folks stopped him and said, what are you doing carrying your bed on the Sabbath? They said, how dare you carry your bed on the Sabbath? Who healed you? And the man said, I don't know, because Jesus had disappeared. And Jesus found the man, and look at verse 14. Jesus found the man and said, stop sinning unless a worse thing come upon you. Now, saints, listen, at this point, with this healing of the lame man, Jesus is becoming, uh, are you listening? Jesus is becoming a real problem for the Jewish leaders. Uh, we need to understand that Jesus is not trying to get along with the Jewish leaders because to get along with the Jewish leaders means to compromise the truth. And the truth is Jesus can heal whomever he chooses. Somebody say amen. And Jesus can choose whenever to heal whenever he chooses because he is God. And they can either accept it or reject it. The chapter uh, chapter 5 is Jesus explaining just that fact that he is God, that he is deity. Now, something I want to tell you right out the gate before we get going. Jesus never, listen to me close. Jesus never claimed identity with the Father. Jesus never claimed identity with the Father. Jesus claimed equality with the Father. And identity and equality are two different things. Jesus claimed to be equal with God, not the same as the Father, but equal. John chapter 1, verse 1 In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God. Anybody know the rest? And the Word was with God. I've titled this sermon, Like Father, Like Son. John chapter 5, saints, we pick up in verse 16, and we'll read uh, until I'm tired of reading. And uh, then we'll come back and have some comments. How about that? John chapter 5, verse 16. Saints, if you're looking at verse 16, can you say amen? amen? For this reason, the Jews persecuted Jesus and sought to kill him because he had done these things on the Sabbath. But Jesus answered and said to them, my father has underlined this in your Bible. My father has been working until now and I have been working. 
Therefore, the Jews sought all the more to kill him because he not only broke the Sabbath, but also said that God was his father. Somebody read this with me. Making himself equal with God. Well, then Jesus answered and gave a really long answer. Look at this. And he said to them, most assuredly, I say to you, the son can do nothing of himself, but what he sees the father do. But whatever he does, the son also does in like manner. For the father loves the son and shows him all things that he himself does. And he will show him greater works than these that you may marvel. For as the father raises the dead and gives life to them, even so the son gives life to whom he will. For the father judges no one, but has committed all judgment to the son, that all should honor the son just as they honor the father. He who does not honor the the son, somebody got to read this with me. He who does not honor the Son does not honor the Father who sent him. Most assuredly, I say to you, Jesus says, he who hears my word and believes in him who sent me has everlasting life and shall not come into judgment, but has passed from death into life. Most assuredly, I say to you, the hour is coming and now is when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God and those who hear will live. For as the father has life in himself, so he has granted the son to have life in himself and has given him authority to execute judgment also because he is the son of man. Do not marvel at this, for the hour is coming in which all, circle that, all who are in the graves will hear his voice and come forth. Those who have done good to what? the resurrection of life. Y'all reading the same Bible I'm reading? Those who have come forth, those who have done good to the what? Resurrection of life. And those who have done evil to what? The resurrection of condemnation. I can of myself do nothing. As I hear, I judge. And my judgment is righteous because I do not seek my own will, but the will of the Father who sent me. Saints, let the church say amen. Jesus healed the man, as I said, on the Sabbath, who had been sick for 38 years. And the Jews wanted to kill him. Now listen, this is the irony of all ironies. It's okay to kill on the Sabbath, but it's not okay to heal on the Sabbath. Things that make you go, hmm. Irony of all ironies. Notice, though, not only did they want to kill Jesus because he healed on the Sabbath, but verse 18 tells us they wanted to kill him because he was calling God his father and making himself what? Equal with God. Now, listen, look at me. There are people who say that Jesus never claimed to be God. Nothing could be further from the truth. As a matter of fact, there is no topic in Scripture more clear than the deity of Jesus Christ. No topic in in Scripture more clear than the fact that Jesus did claim to be God. Over and over and over and over and over again, Jesus claimed to be God. And the number one reason his enemies wanted to kill him is because he claimed to be God. Because he claimed that God was his father. And in claiming, listen, that God was his father, he's making himself equal with God. Now listen, Jesus is not saying 
or just saying that God is the Father, but that God is his Father. Jesus talks about God, and this was like a revelation to me yesterday. Jesus talks about God as his own unique father in a way which no one else had him for a father. Jesus is claiming unprecedented equality with God, making himself equal with God. Do you understand that every time that Jesus spoke these two words, I am, he was claiming to be God. And every Jew knew it. We don't know it. But every Jew knew it because when Moses said to God, who shall I say sent me? God said, what? I am that I am. Tell them that. And from that point on, every Jew associated those two words, I am, with God. So you did not in Jesus' day, are y'all listening? You did not in Jesus' day walk around saying, I am. You don't do that, ever. Because when you did that, you were making yourself equal with God, and that in the Jewish mind was worthy of death. So when Jesus would then walk around and say, I am the bread of life, I am the light of the world, I am the door, I am the good shepherd, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man comes to the Father but through me, I am the resurrection and the life, I am the vine, that is a declaration of deity, and Jesus was literally claiming, just by saying I am, that I am God. Got a pen? I want to point out six principles, and I want you to write them down. Six principles of equality with Christ. Six principles of equality with Christ. Number one, you may want to write this down. God the Father and Jesus were equal in his works. Equal in his works. You'll find that in verse 19, or verse 17, pardon me. Equal in his works. Number two. God the Father and Jesus are equal in his will. You'll find that in verse 19. Number three, God the Father and Jesus are equal in his knowledge or intelligence. You use this the next time somebody tells you that Jesus wasn't God. You just pull this out or go get a CD. Four dollars. Amen. Some of y'all walking there, pastors that give CD free. No, I didn't say that. Four dollars, okay? <laughs> Amen. Equal in his knowledge or intelligence in verse 20. Number four, God the Father and Jesus are equal in his ability to impart life and raise the dead in verse 21. Number five, God the Father and Jesus are equal in his authority to judge in verse 22. And then finally, God the Father and Jesus are equal in honor in verse 23. Equal in his works, equal in his will, equal in his knowledge or intelligence, equal in his ability to impart life and raise the dead, equal in his authority to judge, equal in honor. Notice in verse 17, look at verse 17. Jesus says, my father has been working until now and I have been working. Now, you got to love King Jimmy. 
Who's reading King Jimmy? Anybody reading King Jimmy? You reading King Jimmy? Okay, if you read King Jimmy, King Jimmy says, My father worketh here too. In other words, my father continues to work up to this point. So I work, Jesus says. Or in other words, my father doesn't take a day off or a holiday or a vacation. Or my father works on the Sabbath and so do I. Again, why did Jesus heal this lame man on the Sabbath? Because he's saying my father works on the Sabbath. Now stay with me. Colossians chapter 1 verse 17 tells us that Jesus holds all things together by the word of his power. In other words, Jesus is working by his word. He's holding all things together by the word of his power, those seats, the fact that you are sitting down, gravity. He's holding everything together by the word of his power. So listen, if Jesus stopped working, my father works heretofore and so I work. If Jesus stopped working, if Jesus relinquished his sustaining power, if Jesus relinquished his, 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 his sustaining power, your, your eyeballs will fall out. Amen. Amen. Your eyeballs will fall out. If Jesus stopped working, everything would go kapoom. If Jesus stopped working, everything would drop because of no gravity. Think about it. You're sitting in your seat right now because he's working. He's holding all things together by the word of his power. The laws of gravity, he's in charge of them. So you're sitting in your seat and not floating in the air because God is working. Somebody say amen. He's working. If Jesus stopped working, we would fly off into space without a spacesuit. If Jesus stopped working, the earth's rotation would speed up or slow down. If Jesus stopped working, the globe that is on a 23-degree axis tilt, which allows the four seasons, would get out of tilt. Think about the moon. It's positioned perfectly and strategically because he's at work. I'm telling you all that to tell you this. God is always, and maybe I can get somebody to say amen, clap your hands or something. God is always on the job. Am I right about it? He's always on a job. He never stops working. The Bible says he never sleeps nor slumbers. He's holding everything together by the word of his power. And when God decides to stop working, the scientists really will have a big bang theory. When God decides, God never stops doing that which is good. And God never stops working. This is the heart of Jesus' argument about the healing on the Sabbath. Jesus is saying, listen, fellas, I am merely imitating God. He does good and I do good. He works and I work. Now, when Jesus said this, listen, he is amping things up a notch. Because now he, he's made things more serious than the Sabbath thing. He's moved from breaking the Sabbath to blasphemy. They can't allow him to run around talking like this. Now it's time to kill him. Jesus has to die. Now, stay with me. Verse 19 through 20, Jesus unpacks, and I like that word here. Jesus unpacks these statements about his deity. Just to clarify, the son can do nothing except what he sees the father do. In other words, the son stays in perfect step with the father. He doesn't do anything on his own. The father doesn't go on his own way, but stays in perfect step with the son. They act in synchronization. Y'all getting that? even when it pertains to eternal life. Look at verse 21. 
The son gives life to whom he wills. Remember the story. The lame man, Jesus, extended grace to him. Jesus chose him out of all the others around that pool to heal. That's a reminder that Jesus graciously gives life to whomever he wills. We don't invent it. We don't make it. Jesus graciously gives it. Look at verse 22. The father judges no man, but has committed most judgment to the son. What does it say? Uh-huh. And what did I tell you about the word all? Very good. I'm a wonderful teacher. All means all. Come on, say it with me. All means all, and that's all, all means. The Father has committed all judgment to the Son. Now, at this point, listen, these guys are probably like, you ever see those cartoons? Where like, like when they like they hear something and like their their ears blow out steam and their ears go Wah! and they like and their ears go really big and then steam comes out. That's what I imagine like right here. This is what they pay me for in my office to think about things like this. On Saturday, I'm like, oh, the cartoons are wah! Because they are like going crazy right now because, listen, when Jesus says the Father, listen, when Jesus says the Father has given him all judgment, the Jews believe that only God Almighty had the right to judge. Jesus is saying the Father has committed all judgment to me. Verse 23, the father has given all judgment to the son and all men. Are you looking at verse 23? And all men should honor the son just like they honor the father. Write this down. The word honor means to set a specific price upon or to value. Now, this is another claim of deity or just crazy. If Jesus were not God, then it would be wrong to honor him. Somebody say amen. Jesus is claiming the same right to worship from men that the Father has. And the Jews thought they were worshiping God while rejecting Jesus. Huh? Did you get that? The Jew, I'll say it again because in case you missed it. The Jews thought they were worshiping God while rejecting Jesus. And Jesus is saying, if you do not honor the Son, you are not honoring the Father. Now, here's a litmus test to know if somebody's honoring God. Do they honor Jesus as the Son of God? Do they honor Jesus as the Messiah? Do they honor Jesus as the crucified Savior? Do they honor Jesus as the Lord of heaven and earth? Do they honor Jesus as the judge of all human beings? If they don't, then they don't honor God. And I don't care what they tell you. I don't care if they tell you that they love Jesus and Jesus is important to them, but he's not God, Mr. J.W. You're wrong. If you don't honor Jesus, you don't honor God. I did not make that up. I didn't make that up. Don't shoot the messenger. I did not make that up. It's right here. It's in verse 23. Right there. That all shall honor God. He who does not honor the Son does not honor. See it right there? It's right there. It's in red. Right there. I didn't make this up. You can't say you love God and you don't love Jesus. Now, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to wait until everybody's clapping your hands. That's what I'm going to do. That's what I'm going to do. 
You can't say that. You can't say that. The test is, do they value Jesus? You can do a lot of religious stuff and not value Jesus. Somebody please say amen. You could do charities and give good works and give a lot of money and help the Jerry's kids and help the peoples. I'm trying to think of some other helpful people, <laughs> helpless people. You can do all of that and not value Jesus because the truth is Jesus is the only way to heaven. And if you don't honor Jesus, you aren't honoring the Father. He's the only way to heaven. That's what the Bible says. Listen to this. Uh, C.S. Lewis, mere Christianity. Listen to this. He writes, many people say about him, Jesus, I am ready to accept Jesus as a great moral teacher, but I don't accept his claim to be God. This is the one thing we must not say. A man who was merely a man and said the sort of things that Jesus said would not be a great moral teacher. He would either be a lunatic on the level with a man who says he is a poached egg or else he would be the devil of hell. You must make your choice. Either this man was and is the son of God or else a madman or something worse. You can shut him up for a fool. And you can spit at him and kill him as a demon. Or you can fall at his feet and call him Lord and God. But let none of us come with any patronizing nonsense about his being a great human teacher. He has not left that open to us. He did not intend to. Isn't that awesome? He did not intend to. Most assuredly, look at verse 24. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who hears. Now, in the Greek language, it's in the continual tense, in the present continual. So it reads, he who hears and continually hears my word. You looking at verse 24? My word and believes, continually believes in him, has right now everlasting life and shall not come into judgment. Right now. If we continually hear the message of the gospel, not some distorted version of it, but the pure message, two things happen. Number one, we will, will not only will we have eternal life, we already have eternal life. And we not only, number two, will we not come into condemnation, but we have already passed through judgment and condemnation and are safe on the other side. Are you glad about it? Why? Because Jesus became the judgment for us. When somebody gives their life to Christ, listen, look at me, please. When someone gives their life to Christ, this is a holy moment. I have seen in my 18 years of preaching where I'm doing an altar call or whatever at the end of the service and People get up and they leave because maybe they're trying, the church is packed and they're trying to get out of the parking lot before all the traffic and all that kind of stuff. Listen, I'm from the old school, y'all, and I still believe in respect for God. Am I by myself? Two people, three, four. I still believe in respect for God. I still believe in respect for God's house. I still believe that, 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 that in the spiritual realm, 
And when someone is giving their life to Christ and there has been an altar call and people are getting saved, that is a holy spiritual moment. I really honestly believe, let me take it one step up. I really honestly believe if you could peel back reality, I believe you would see uh, angels of God and, and angels of the devil duking it out and fighting it out over the soul of that individual. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Where you at? I really believe that. It's that spiritual. And, and, and there's a holy moment. There's a spiritual bridge being built of someone being transferred from the kingdom of darkness and to the kingdom of light. Just like that, they're crossing over. So for somebody to get up and walk out during that time, that doesn't make sense to me. You should be in here praying. You, we need spiritual prayer warriors and people to guard and pray. And somebody say, preach, pastor, amen, something. Guard and pray and, and, and stand watching because there's a battle going on. There's a spiritual battle going on. You have been listening to Salt and Light, a radio outreach ministry of Pastor Rodney Finch and Calvary Chapel Cary, located in Apex, North Carolina. Join Pastor Rodney Monday through Friday at this same time. For information regarding service times, you can contact us at 1-800-293-0923. That's 1-800-293-0923. You may listen to today's broadcast in its entirety by visiting the Media Library on our website at cccarry.org. We would like to thank you for tuning in to Salt and Light and pray that you have been blessed. Until next time, may you be salt and light.